Hey everybody, welcome to Enter the Nerd Zone. This is Jay. And it's Pete. Hey Pete, what's going on? Hey, how are you, man? Hey, I'm hanging in there, you know, day by day. Day by day, I gotcha. <laughs> well, we got a we got a pretty interesting topic today, I think. Uh, we're going back to a subject that Pete and I hold near and dear to our hearts. We're going to be talking some wrestling, but uh, a little bit more of a serious topic, though, in wrestling. Yes, definitely serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, it seems like, uh, I don't know, at least once a week or a couple of times a month, we, we always hear about a wrestler uh, passing. And I think uh, maybe about a week ago, I think it was about a week ago, I think uh, Dirty Dick Slater, uh, he was like more well-known in WCW. He was in WWE a little bit. Uh, he passed away at the age, I think he was like 70. He was in his 70s. He was in his 70s. But, yeah, but Pete and I are going to be talking about wrestlers uh, who have passed away way too young, you know, which which is just really seems to be an unfortunate tragedy uh, of the business. Now, dirty. Just real fast, Dirty Dick Slater was he, was he a member of the uh, Freebirds? No, I don't think he was a member of the Freebirds. Uh, he he kind of looked like he could have been in them though, but <laughs> he was he was it was almost like he was sort of like uh, I don't know, almost like like imitating them in a way, I guess, because he had like kind of the same persona, same mannerisms. But yeah, those he and the Freebirds never kind of matched up for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's start with uh, a couple of wrestlers. I'll start with one, and then we can go from there. You got it. Um, so and I, I guess this is young, but one of the first that I can remember, at least you know, really going back, was Andre the Giant. Now, yeah, yeah, and I think the thing is, is when you you say how old he was when he died, people are going to be amazed. <laughs> yeah, he was forty-seven years old when he died. Like he was, between, yeah, he just turned forty-seven, I believe, something in that range. Uh, but he died of um, of uh, congestive heart failure. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, mm -hmm. Basically, he was just too big for his body. I think, or his heart was too big. His body was too big for his heart. Maybe is that the is that the piece of it? You think? Uh, I think it might have been. Well, I mean, I <clears throat> I definitely think. Yeah, he had he was getting bigger and bigger. Um, he actually he suffered from, and I know I'm gonna mispronounce it. It was like arthro arthromegaly. Basically, like his bones just kept growing. I mean, that's that's why he was as tall as he was, as big as he was. And when you saw him, you know, he kind of had. <coughs> oh, excuse me. He kind of had like uh, like his forehead was really pronounced. Like he he just had excessive bone growth, and then. You know, I just think, you know, his weight, his size, uh, you know, his heart, everything. It, it was all just too much for him. Yeah, you know, it's funny. And I think, you know, with Andre, towards the end, you know, he, he was becoming what The the Rock kind of is now. He's starting to become that that movie star. Like he was starting to be, he like started that. Besides Hogan, I think Andre was the next guy that was like in the TV, in the movies with Princess Bride. Yeah, he was in Princess Bride. I remember him. I actually remember him in a couple of like uh, commercials. I think he did like a serial commercial. He was he was starting to really kind of get that crossover fame. But I, I mean, I think the thing that's amazing is is like you said, he was forty seven. I, I would have sworn looking at the guy like he was probably like in his fifties or maybe even close to sixty. Like he he did not look forty seven years old. No, he did look old. He did look older than that. Yeah. Now, if let's just say if he was alive, he'd be seventy-two years old right now. Do you think he'd still be in the ring wrestling like Hogan and all these other guys? I, I just I don't think there was any way his body would have been able to do it. I mean, when he faced off against Hogan in WrestleMania three, I mean, you could see he he was he was really lumbering around there. He was really struggling just to make the match. So. I think he would be, uh, you know, making guest appearances, you know, maybe they'd make him like, a, you know, an honorary commissioner or something like he would be doing more work like that. I, I, I doubt he would be doing really stuff in the ring just because I, I just don't think he'd be able to move. So um, <clears throat> what was his best moment? Hmm, his best moment. Um, 
You know, I mean, a lot of people would think, you know, that WrestleMania three match for me, it was that Saturday night main event match where it was the rematch with him and Hogan with the twin referees and the quick count and winning the title and then giving it to uh, Ted DiBiase. I mean, that that's the one I really, really remember. Yeah, for me, it's when he actually physically <laughs> turned on Hogan at Piper, was it Piper's Pit. Oh, yeah, it was on Piper's Pit, absolutely, you yeah. Know, that's when I'm like, oh, my God, Andre the Giant's going to be a bad guy? You know, obviously, I'm a young kid at this time saying, it's real. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so I thought that was, like, probably his his greatest moment. But, unfortunately, like we said, he died at age 47 in Paris. Um, you know, I think wrestling has obviously moved on from him, but I think, you know, they kind of miss him. Um I'm going to give you some stuff from Ranker really fast, and you tell me what you think. Sure. He's rated the eighth greatest pro wrestler of all time. Okay. He, he's great. He's voted the sixth greatest wrestler of WWE stars. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's really where we kind of knew him from mostly, yeah. And he's rated second in best WWE superstars of the 80s. Um... <clears throat> I mean, Hogan would probably be number one. Yeah, Hogan is number one. <clears throat> and Savage has got to be right there at, like, number three, I would think. Savage was number th- was number three. That is correct. Yeah, I mean, those those are kind of like the big... Uh, those are kind of the big names there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Andre the Giant, dead at 47. Way too soon. How about you, Jay? Who's next for you? Okay, here was a guy, and there's another one too. Like when when I saw what his actual age was when he uh, when he passed away, um, ravishing Rick Rude. He passed away at the age of forty from a drug overdose. Um, he was like a heel that you, you loved to hate because he really knew how to generate that heat. You know, he would come out like he's got the perfect physique, and all the women want him, and he just make fun of, you know, all the fat guys out there and this and that. Um, But I think he had a lot of injuries, so he he really wasn't competing very much because when he was, like, a member of the original DX, he was sort of like an advisor. Like, he wasn't in the ring at all, I I don't think. Right, he he barely fought uh, towards the end. I think he was having major neck problems, right? Yeah, I think he was having major neck problems, back problems. Um, so that would kind of give you the impression that, oh, wow, that, that guy's probably like in his 50s or something. He was 40 years old. And it was a shock because he, you know, he was still on television. He, I think he had switched over at that time to WCW. He was like, um, he was a special advisor to Kurt Henning. Uh, and next thing you know, they're announcing, you know, Pat passes away from a drug overdose. And it was just, it was really shocking because, you know, it wasn't, you know, for me, it was, it was like a, a guy, a current guy seemed absolutely okay. And he's gone. Yeah. So according to the autopsy report, it says that uh, he died of heart failure from mixed, mixed medications, obviously, uh, an overdose. Uh, so, you know, so far we've seen two guys die with heart attacks and probably, you know, medication mixed in here. Um, I remember most of Rick Frude when he was, um, when he battled Jake the Snake Roberts. That's probably my most um, fondest memory of him. I mean, he was with DX at the beginning, but uh, I, you know, I always remember him as his battles with Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh yeah, and I think it was again. I think it was he was he was fighting for uh, Jake was like fighting for the honor of his wife, and um, you know Rick Rude was like trying to seduce her and all that. And yeah, I mean those were some great battles because those were two. I think those were two like really underappreciated wrestlers. You know, they Jake the Snake and and uh, Ravishing Rick Rude, and it's it's kind of crazy that. You know, apparently, I mean, Jake the Snake's substance problems, it's its really well known, and he's hes still with us, and, you know, Rick Rude, I guess, he, I guess he just really couldn't, he couldn't battle those demons, you know, long enough, and, you know, unfortunately, it got him in the end. Now, he's, he would be right now, uh, sorry. No, go ahead. I've got thrown off here. He'd be 60. Do you think he's back in the ring still if, he, uh, if he's still alive? 
I think he might be. I mean, I know he was having a lot of, like like you said, neck issues, some back issues. Um, you know, but then again, you know, you look at somebody like Kurt Angle who had <coughs> horrific neck issues, got surgery, and next thing you know, he was still competing, and he competed for a while. Uh, you know, again, I don't think he's going to be like a full-time or a part, you know, special once in a while, but he, he definitely had like the charisma that he would be like uh you know some kind of yeah they don't really do managers anymore so he would be some kind of commissioner or advisor to somebody and just generating a lot of heat like he did in the old days right (laughs) so let me give you some of his rankings here from our buddy ranker all righty he is ranked number six on the best wcw wrestlers of all time uh, which I, wow. I think that's really high. Uh, yeah, he didn't really have much time as a wrestler there because that's when the injuries were catching up with him. Yeah, yeah so it's funny because he's 77th on the greatest pro wrestlers of all time, uh, 29th on the greatest WWE wrestlers of all time, and then number nine on the best WWE superstars of the 80s. Now, I don't know. I could think of probably like nine or ten guys better than him. Especially, mm-hmm. I could definitely think of six better, best WW, WCW wrestlers of all time. So, is oh he, yeah, is he overrated? I think it's a. I think it's it's weird. I think he's overrated in WCW, and I think he's a little undervalued in in the WWE because he wasn't a he wasn't a main event guy. He was definitely a mid card guy in the WWEF whatever back then. EGA. <laughs> Exactly. So I might rank him a little higher, but that WCW ranking is is ridiculous because he he hardly wrestled there. Like he was so beat up at that time, he was hardly in the ring. He became the special advisor to Kurt Henning, and then you know unfortunately he passed away. So his time there was really short. Yeah. <clears throat> all righty. So how are you feeling there? You're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm holding it together. Yeah. Oh, if this was last week, forget it. I wouldn't be able to get two words. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go to another guy who died in 1999, um, who is definitely, uh, you could tell that he was a budding superstar. It was Owen Hart. Oh, my God. Uh, that was, hear, hearing hearing that announcement was absolutely crazy. Um, did were, were you, I forget which pay-per-view it was, but were you watching that one at, at the time when it happened? or, or uh, Yes. Um, <coughs> uh you know, I th- I'm almost positive I was. It was the Over the Edge uh, pay-per-view event. Right, um, right. And it was 99. I was just married. So I can't remember if I was was watching it or not. I remember hearing about it. I remember watching the Monday Night Raw after it um, and then discussing, you know, he, he was apparently, because I think at the time he was Blue Blazer. Yeah, he was a blue blazer. He was going back to that persona, yeah. And he was getting he was hooked to a harness on a grappling line and it snapped and he fell to his death, which is kind of like that's like the worst way maybe to die. Um and that kind of his death kind of really spawned the hatred for the hearts with WWE and and Vince McMahon. I mean, he fell about 78 feet and landed on a top rope and flung into the ring. So that's kind of like, um, you know, that's that's definitely going to kill you. I mean, he had uh, internal bleeding and whatever, but, you know, do you think that's the worst tragedy in wrestling? Uh, I, I think, you know, that and there's another one, and I'm sure one of us is going to mention this guy, so I'll, I'll kind of save it. it. It's definitely one of the, the worst because I think – you know, I wasn't watching the pay-per-view. I, I remember hearing the news and watching that tribute the next day. And then I remember them saying that, you know, they, they for for like a split second, they thought that was part of it. They thought like that was the, the routine because, like you said, he kind of hit the top rope and fell into the ring. So they kind of thought like it was almost like a comedy thing maybe. Like – so there was that like few seconds of like, oh, what just happened? And then when realization hit, they said it was it was just insane. Now, what did you think of the decision for them to to continue with the show? Like, wh- what were your thoughts on that? I think that's a Vince McMahon, we gotta get money uh, decision. I think, or and and you know the show must go on type of thing. I don't know. I, me personally, I think you you just cancel the event. 
and you reschedule it. But I guess there's so many like technical things behind the scenes to do that, um, to make that happen and or and or, you know, cause problems. So I don't know. I if it was me, I'd probably make the decision not to not to continue because it was the beginning of the event. Yeah, I'm thinking like if I was back there, like if Vince was getting guys around and like kind of like, hey, let's let's put it to vote. Like I'm voting for we're canceling the show. Like there's no like I just can't think of like how how can you continue a show like that and get enjoyment and just, you know, you're just wondering the whole time, you know, what happened to Owen? Is he okay? And then getting the news of of what happened, you know, that he passed away. There's just no way it's. You know, maybe like, okay, he, he's hurt, you know, because I think he was, I don't think he died suddenly. I think he was actually still alive in the ring, you know, so maybe they say like, okay, you know, he's being taken to the hospital. But once when that announcement comes that he passed away, it's like, okay, there, there's absolutely no way we can go on with this. I mean, I really don't think they should have started it back up after that, but. Well, I guess they thinking that, okay, he may be okay. I mean, I don't know how you're okay from falling from 78 feet but exactly if he's still alive i guess they kind of cart him off and then they and they move on so it's it's a rough thing i mean he was 34 years old when he died um i think that death really changed the wrestling in regards to um you know the few <coughs> between the hearts and mcmahon other than this obviously the screw job in in 97 really you know kind of like made things bitter but this really, to the end of it, I mean, this really like started a whole chain of other events between the Hart's family and Vince McMahon and WWE. Yeah, I think because, you know, the Hart's were very upset that they were very upset that the show went on. They were very upset that, I mean, this this whole incident happened because apparently I think, you know, I don't think this is the the definitive. This is exactly what happened. But I think looking at all the evidence and everything, you know, they said that really what happened was he was, he was up on this, you know, platform, they were hooking him in, uh, to do, to rappel down. And I mean, I think first of all, I don't think he even wanted to really do it. You know, I think there was also that too, that Vince kind of talked him into doing it. So the Hart family didn't like that. They didn't like that the show went on. And then apparently when they were hooking him in, because he had like they said he had like a cape on or something so when he turned back around the cape actually dislodged the the hook and the guy that was up there was supposed to before he went was supposed to do like a final check like you're hooked in and was just sort of like yeah you're good go ahead so i mean it was like total negligence and i think you know the hearts are very upset about that and the fact that vince took little to no responsibility for it you know, and I, I mean, I totally understand. I totally understand why they have that 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 anger towards him. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so here we go. Here's some ranking stuff for Owen Hart. Alrighty. Uh, well, one, he'd be 53 years old now. He'd definitely still be in the ring. He probably. would still be. He definitely would still be competing. We absolutely. see the Hart Foundation of old men coming out. Uh, it's kind of like the. New, <laughs> it's like DX's return, and they're 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 like 75 years old also, um, which is great though. I love DX. Um, yep. 41, uh, greatest pro wrestlers of all time. Okay. 48, greatest WWE superstar of all time. Wow. 59, best WWE heel ever. And 18th is best WWE superstar of the 90s. Wow. Wow. That's that's kind of lowballing them there. I mean, I think another one, I think, you know, and this is definitely a future episode is like, you know, underrated or underappreciated wrestlers. I, I definitely think he was one. Um, he was a great heel. <clears throat> um, you know, he joined the Nation of Domination. I remember that whole thing. And and uh, I say o- Owen Hart is just below SD Jones. <laughs> just below SD Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was. I mean, he was. A, I mean, he was a great wrestler. Uh, you know, he he kind of. Because I think he also wrestled for a time in Mexico, so he kind of brought some of that lucha libre style a bit to the ring. You know, yeah, he was in uh, Japan too. Yeah, he was in Japan. He was like all over the place. You know, so he kind of brought all these different elements into the ring. I just think he was very underappreciated. Yeah, I'm not. I was never, and I'll be honest. I was never really a big fan of his. I thought he whined a lot. I thought he got some, you know, some areas because of his brother. 
Oh, but, yeah. But I definitely underappreciated the guy. Um, again, you know, that's, he's in the, the, that time frame where I kind of stopped watching on a, a consistent basis. So, you know, I don't really know a lot about him other than his death and him being a blue blazer. <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah. All right, well, God bless uh, Owen Hart. Uh, who's next there, Jay? All righty. This, this was one that when, like, I didn't even initially hear that he had passed away. I'd actually had heard it a few years later. Uh, Ray Trailer, who was also, he was most famously known as the Big Boss Man. Oh, um, yeah, Big Boss Man. There you go. Yeah, died of a heart attack at the age of 41. Um, I never remembered, like, any kind of announcement or anything like that. It just... It was like suddenly I was kind of wondering, I was like, hey, whatever happened to the big boss man? And then looking it up, I was like, oh, my God, he had passed away a few, like a few years back. It, it had blown me away. Um, <laughs> I always had kind of liked him. Um, I thought he was, you know, he was like one of those rough and tough characters. Uh, he had that gimmick in the beginning, you know, the wrestling prison guard. But then. <clears throat> like he went to WCW kind of floundered there when he came back as the big boss man, he was like in the riot gear and uh, you know, he was just kind of like more of like a, like a tough guy and he kind of fit in with that attitude era. And it was really kind of sad to hear that he had passed away. And like I said, age of 41. Yeah. It's, I can't believe he's, I look, <sighs> I'm looking at a picture of him now. I'm like, wow, he's 41. He looks like he's 75. Uh, if, yeah, he's 41, yeah. if he's 41, I must be like 70. Um, no, but, <laughs> you know, I remember big. my biggest memory of, obviously, Big Boss Man. He fit in perfectly in the 80s uh, WWE. It was like all gimmicks all the time. Um, right. Big Boss Man versus Hogan. Uh, I, you know, I, I thought he was underrated a little bit, too. Uh, you know, he did come to the WCW, and he was a member of NWO, and Everybody was a member of NWO, but uh, right, you know. I, but I do remember him a lot. I thought he was. I, I I liked him. I didn't think he was horrible. I mean, he never really. I mean, he was that that guy that Hogan would fight. You know, at a a, a, a pay per view, they give him a little bit of a push, but you know, not enough to make him the world champ. And I don't even know if he was had any belts technically. I I he. I'm thinking he might have been at one time for a very short time, like the the Intercontinental Champion, maybe. But yeah, he was one of those mid card guys that was he was a good heel. <clears throat> I don't think yeah, I don't think he ever really rose to any great success. It was just it it was just hearing that he had passed away. I was I was just really blown away by it because you know he he seemed like a really good guy, a hard worker in the ring, and yeah, it was really sad to hear that he had passed away. Yeah, it seemed like he was a, I was a nice guy. I can definitely say that. Um, I'm looking up his. And he, he was a. He had title belt. Oh, he was hardcore champion, and he was a tag okay. team champion with Ken Shamrock. So that's kind of like what people would most know him for. Um, he was hardcore champion four times, and I believe that's when, like you know, they were like every ten minutes someone would change. The title. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so some ranking for the big boss man. He sure. was 60th on the best WCW wrestler of all time. Yeah, makes uh, sense. <laughs> number 98th greatest pro wrestler of all time. Mm -hmm. And these next two are a little surprising. He's number 28 on best WWE superstar of the 80s. Oh, that's a little low for the 80s. I mean, yeah. he was a big name there. Yeah, okay. And then 93 on the greatest WWE superstar of all time. Oh, wow. That's, that's kind of... I, I, I can't imagine... That many more wrestlers. I mean, I, 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 I could definitely think of some that would be ahead of him, but not so many like that. Wow, that's okay. S.D. Jones and Tony Atlas. <laughs> Which, you know, I... Paul Roma. <laughs> I can't think... Yeah, Paul Roma. I can't think I can't think of 93 guys I mean, ahead of him. Obviously, there's those main guys, but I, I can't imagine him being that low. I mean, is Exactly. Jim Powers? I mean, who's, who's in front of him? Barry O? Who knows? <laughs> the Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> the, yeah, well, you know what? I'll be honest. I know him better than I know uh, the big boss man. But True, true. <laughs> uh, the, uh, Steve, uh, what's his name? Steve Lombardi. Steve Lombardi. I mean, he's just a classic jobber. We've already talked about him enough. Talked but, about him. Oh, yeah. But uh, so, yes. All right. So the next person that I'm 
that uh, next wrestler who died too young, and mm-hmm. not really a, a wrestler per se, but a, a beautiful young lady, Miss Elizabeth. Mm. Oh my God! This this one breaks my heart. This yes. one absolutely breaks my heart. Uh, now she was she died at the age of forty three, which mm-hmm. again that's kind of our age range, Jay. Yes. Um, she had um, mix mix. She died of a mixture of painkillers and vodka, um, and there's some there's some uh, controversy with her death, right? Because Lex Luger, who she was dating at the time, or whatever she was doing, kind of called nine one one, but really didn't move fast enough that she probably could have been saved. Yeah, I mean there there is a lot of controversy about that. Um, they were together for a while. There were reports of domestic abuse, and yeah, like you said, a nine one one call was placed. But you know, I don't want the timing of it was might have been poor. I mean, there's there's a lot of unanswered questions, and you know, to this day, Lex Luger has said nothing. Um, you know, and I know, like with Lex Luger, you know, he's really broken down now. Like he's he's in a wheelchair; he can hardly walk. Uh, I know he's born again and this and that, but I feel, you know, and especially with the whole thing with him, you know, becoming born again and he makes a big deal out of that, then, you know what, confess, repent, whatever, you know, tell us the truth. If if it was really, you know, if honestly nothing really happened, if, you know, she passed away and he did everything he could, that's fine. You know, just, just come clean about it because it, it really, to this day, this is why... You know, I had liked Lex Luger, and to this day, I just despise him because I feel he really knows the truth and will never hear it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I used to love Lex Luger, and then um, when this all started occurring, and he seemed to be a piece of poop. Um, so, you know, it's a shame because, you know, her relationship with Macho Man, there's, you know, it was one of the. I don't know how to say it. it was very soap opera-ish. Uh, for, oh, totally. Uh, for yeah. wrestling, which was, you know. Uh, but, I mean, Miss Elizabeth, obviously some of the greatest moments, her and Macho Man when they get married in the ring and um, just the mega powers with him and Hulk Hogan. Um, just, you know, some of the things that she did, uh, you know, very memorable. Probably one of the most memorable wrestlers of the 80s. Yeah, I mean, she was just, you know, her, her association with Macho Man, like you said, that whole soap opera thing, like she rescued him from Sherry Martel and, and the wedding. And, and then just, you know, when she got to WCW, you, you saw a big change in her. She was with the NWO, but everybody else was. But then you really started to see some changes in her. And then when you, you heard what happened in the just the the strangeness of the whole situation. It was, it was really heartbreaking. Let me, really. ask, you, let me ask you this. You know, we we're talking, obviously this, this positive podcast today. Um, <laughs> she, you know, Miss, we all these people are dying because of the drugs and everything else. Are you surprised that like uh, Miss Elizabeth is part of that? Is it, totally. Is it, yeah, yeah totally. Totally. I mean, she had such, <laughs> she had such a sweet demeanor. Uh, you know, coming in, you know, her debut with the Macho Man and then the whole thing with their wedding. Like she was, you know, like the girl next door. And then, like I said, when you when you saw her in WCW and you saw the changes, I didn't feel like, oh, my God, what's this woman doing to herself? I felt like, why is WCW doing this to this this woman? Like she's like a fine woman in there like dressing her in leather and and and, you know, trying to make her something that she's not. But when all this came out. With, you know, the drugs and and all that, I just, I think that made it even more heartbreaking because, you know, I I just wouldn't have expected it from her. Why do you think all these wrestlers are dying because of the drugs? Is it, you think it's more of a painkiller, you know, because you know how people say wrestling's fake, but, you know, all these guys are dying of pain, taking pain meds and having heart attacks. I mean, obviously it's not fake. No, obviously it's not fake, and it's you know, and I think in the in the case of the the guy I'm going to be mentioning soon, you know, it's a combination of like the painkillers and the steroids, you know, the the battling that constant pain that they have from injuries, um, trying to keep their physiques up, trying to you know, if they're smaller, trying to get bigger, 
you know, that combination is going to take its toll on you because the guy I'm going to mention next died at the age of 38 about a year after he became the champ was Eddie Guerrero, who, you know, they said he, he died of an enlarged heart, but they pretty much traced it back to painkillers and steroids, you know, and it's it was just they said with him, it was that desire to stay active and to compete that it just drove him to destroy his body like that. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go to Eddie, Eddie Guerrero in a second, but just one ranker on Miss um, Elizabeth. Is sure. She was considered the 48th most beautiful woman of all time. In in pro wrestling? No, in, in life. In life. Oh, in life, really? Wow. Yeah. Like, for famous people, I guess, because oh. I'm the most beautiful woman in the world. So. <laughs> Riker just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> they have no idea. All right, so, well, let's move on to Eddie Guerrero, who is... Mm-hmm. Another really pretty popular guy that just passes away too young. So why don't you give us a little bit about Eddie Guerrero? Yeah, so like I said, he died in 2005. He was at the age of 38. He was really at the height of his career. He had he had won the WWE Championship, uh, you know, a year before. He had a pretty good title run. Um, you know, he had really he had really reinvented himself. Like he was in WCW. He had the Latino World Order, <clears throat> you know, but they, they pretty much like WCW took guys like that, the small guys, and were like, yeah, the first half of the show, you guys have those matches, go flip around, go do whatever, we really don't care. He came to, to WWE, part of like that invasion with Chris Benoit and Perry Saturn. And, yeah, he was uh, part of the great four, you know, Perry Saturn, him, Chris Benoit, and uh, Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko, yeah. yeah so, I mean... Those guys were the poop in uh, WCW. Yeah, and he he really he took he he took it and he ran with it. You know, he he and Chris Benoit definitely, you know, got very successful. Uh, he teamed up with Chavo uh, when they did uh, Latino Heat. They would crack me up coming to the ring in the low rider. They would do those little vignettes where you know they were like sort of like thuggish and going around. Uh, and he put on the really like <coughs> he put on like the really heavy accent, and you know there was the one too he was hitting on like Steve Austin's wife. I mean, he he was just such a great character, and it was such a shock to hear that he had passed away. Yeah, I mean, thirty eight years old. <coughs> Actually, uh, a little story related to um, to Eddie Guerrero. We were the fat guys were at Steel City Con. And mm-hmm. his wife, Vicky Guerrero, was one of the guests. And, oh, that's right, yeah. And she talked about how much Eddie loved wrestling. And she she continued on for him, not because I guess she was contract contractably obligated, but because he would want her to. And that he had so much pas- passion for wrestling. And I know that there was some issues between him and Vince. It seems like it'd be a running theme between wrestling and Vince McMahon. But... Yeah. Uh, you know, he, I think him and Benoit, who we may talk about soon too, yeah. um, and Dean Malenko, those guys really changed the face of wrestling a little bit, I would think. Yeah, I de- <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I definitely think so because they were sort <clears throat> of like the first kind of invasion, you know, that came into the WWE. You know, the four of them were very dissatisfied with their contracts. Um, Benoit, they had just to try to keep him, they had made him the WCW champ, but he was like, no, I'm gone. Um, they really came in, uh, and they really kind of like gave the WWE a shot in the arm, you know, something exciting going on. Um, you know, Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko, they kind of fell off to the side, but you know, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero really ran with it. I mean, they were multiple time champions, uh, you know, intercontinental champions. I think Eddie held the European title. They were both WWE champs, uh, you know, and they were really well known guys. And both of them had very, very tragic endings. You yeah. know, it's 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 a shame. Well, you know, like I know that um, <laughs> Dean Malenko, he had an injury, so he moved to like the front office, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. for wrestling. And Perry Saturn now is not doing very well. Uh, he might be the next on the list. I hate to say it like oh, that. Oh, boy. He's very oh, close. Boy. All right, so Eddie Guerrero. Here's some rank stuff, ranker numbers for you. The 11th best WCW wrestler of all time. 
Yeah, okay. The, the I thir- can see it. The 13th best pro wrestler of all time. Okay. Uh, 27th greatest WWE superstar of all time. Oh, wow. That's that's a little low, but okay. <clears throat> and then number 12 best ECW wrestler of all time. Yeah, a lot of people forget that, that he was in the ECW. Uh, when ECW was kind of starting to go hardcore, but they, they were kind of known for two things. The hardcore matches or just great flat-out matches. Like, he had a series of matches with Chris Jericho that, you know, they wrestled the lights out of the place. I mean, the the moves that they pulled, it, it was unbelievable. And he was well-respected there. So, yeah, he, he's definitely... The WWE ranking might be a little low, but he, he he's definitely a great, you know. Yeah, I mean, he is in the Hall of Fame as well. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. everybody's in the Hall of Fame now. It's not like it's baseball. <laughs> yeah, but he, he but he would deserve to be in the Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, abso- absolutely. <laughs> All these people we've mentioned actually are in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they all deserve it or not, but, they, you know, I'm pretty <laughs> positive they do. All right, so speaking of uh, tragic deaths, Chris Benoit. Oh, uh, boy. He died at the age of 40. Um, now, his death is a little bit more – it's a little different. Uh, Chris Benoit was – murdered his wife, who was Robin. She was one of the other wrestlers. Uh, like Miss Elizabeth um, and his son by smothering him and then he hung himself in the weight room of his home yeah Uh, so you know why did he do this Uh, you know they did some studies on you know after his his autopsy and basically uh, he was suffering from CTE ultimately that's what kind of like the you know the the football players are going through now Mm-hmm. Uh, so they said he had some dementia as well. So why do you think – do you think he just snapped and didn't know what was going on? Or was there un- another underlining thing here? I mean, I, I definitely think so because, you know, like you said, you know, basically he suffered from multiple concussions, which I think they said left him with the brain of like uh, like an elderly person, you know, signs of dementia <laughs> Combined with the fact that, you know, he he was taking steroids because I think he actually because I forget what it was, but his son had his son had something like um, a genetic disorder or something like that, because I think they said they found that he was even trying to inject his son with steroids. He was taking steroids. I just think all of that. And, you know, reading accounts from other wrestlers you know, they said that in the the weeks and days kind of leading up to it, he was becoming a lot more withdrawn. You know, some wrestlers were actually a little concerned about him because he wouldn't return phone calls. He was like very secretive. He was a little paranoid. So it's just, I think it's just this this combination of the the concussions and the steroids and whatever else you know, pain meds or whatever other drugs he was on, and he just. You know, I think he just lost touch with reality. And, you know, I remember it because I think initially they thought like it was like somebody did this to them. Like this was like a, a home invasion and, and somebody broke into their house and did this to the three of them because they had that Monday, that Monday Night Raw, they did a complete tribute to him. And then when more facts started coming out, it was like a, the next broadcast you know, Tuesday night or Thursday night, Vince McMahon basically was like, <laughs> yeah, we're never talking about him again. You know, it was a horrible thing. You know, he did, he like basically blaming him that he did this horrible thing. And like to this day, you know, his name is not mentioned at all. No, it's a, and it's a shame, you know, cause uh, I was watching something recently and I don't know who the wrestler was. I can't remember who it was. But they were talking about how they believe, you know, it. they don't think that Benoit would do something like this. He That it was murder of some kind. There was some foul play. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I. it's it's definitely a strange story and it's a sad story, uh, especially for the, you know, you want to kill yourself. You do what you got to do. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a component of that, obviously, but right. why, why kill your wife and your son? You know, that's exactly, exactly. So even if there was something wrong, I mean, I, you know, there has to be other signs of, of that stuff. So, 
And and I think that's like one of the things that like some people say and some wrestlers say is that you know there there were probably signs out there that he was breaking down and he was going through some really dark times that you know if if people had paid attention if the WWE had paid attention if you know maybe they did some kind of screenings or things <clears> like that maybe they could have caught this before it really got out of hand. <clears throat> excuse me before it really got out of hand who knows but i think that's what it is is i think that people feel that <clears throat> you know wwe vince mcmahon you know the bottom line is is make that money and you know in the case of owen hart it's like yeah he probably fell to his death but the show must go on and in the case of chris benoit it was like pushing this guy to to, to get the most out of him and even though you know, he's getting beaten up and his body's breaking down and his mind's breaking down, just ignoring all the signs or not even bothering to pay attention just 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 to get just to get that money. So he died, you know, before he, <clears throat> he if he's alive today, he's definitely in the ring still, probably. I would definitely think so. Yeah, I definitely would think so. He'd be in the generic wrestling league, just like the rest <laughs> of these guys. Um you know, he had some great moments, though, as a wrestler. Uh, I think I definitely remember him as a four horseman. I thought that was uh, kind of like his beginning of his peak, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and definitely. Then, then the four of them coming over to WWEFG uh, <laughs> was kind of the next <clears throat> peak of his life. Um, here's some of the numbers, his ranker numbers, which I find I think are really low. Uh, 21st of best WCW wrestler of all time. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, thirty ninth yeah. greatest pro wrestler of all time. That could be somewhere in the middle. Forty um, sixth greatest WWE superstar of all time. So this is what finds I find funny. Okay, he's forty mm-hmm. sixth greatest WWE superstar of all time, and then he's twenty fifth WWE greatest superstars of the twenty first century. Is that number off or is that just me? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the numbers are really kind of skewed there. And you almost kind of wonder with, <clears throat> you know, the negative cloud around his, his you know, his tragic end, if, if that kind of affects things. Because, <clears throat> you know, he was an amazing performer in the ring. Um, wasn't really the greatest on the microphone. So the fact that he got the success that he did without somebody like a manager talking for him or, or anything like that, you know, I think it's pretty amazing. I think it spoke to the fact that he was such a great ring performer um, because he was like, they would call him the Wolverine and it's, it's like, it totally fit. Cause he was like a little guy, but he was vicious. He was, he was like incredibly vicious in there. Oh yeah. He could hang with all the big boys. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like multiple time world champion, um, and it's like, you know, his persona in the ring was like he showed no fear. Like he, he would go up against anybody. And, uh, you know, next to Ric Flair probably had some of the best like open handed chops, you know, out there because they like he would he would hit somebody with a chop and you would hear like that smack like all the way through the arena. Like he he laid it in there. Yeah, that was a legit smack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And he was just I mean, he was really he really was. I mean, still to this day, you know, he's he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, I, I thought he was absolutely amazing. I loved watching him in the ring. And it's just it's it's it, it, was, it was just such it's such a tragic end. Yeah, it is a tragic end. It's it is sad. It's probably one of the the most tragic. I mean. Between, you know, between the Hart Foundation family, you know, Benoit, the Hart family, and the Von Ehrer family, there's a lot of tragedy there, you know, that's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty sad. But definitely Benoit is probably one of the most bizarre as well. It's, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely bizarre. It's, it's very tragic, because like you said, you know, it wasn't just him, it was, it was his entire family. And, you know, just the fact that after more facts started coming out. The WWE was just like, well, that's it. We're striking his name from the record. Um, it's like, I think even now, if you, if you buy like 
DVDs, if people still even buy DVDs, I don't know. If you buy, like, DVDs of events, I think, like, his matches are, if, if he was wrestling in it, it's gone. It's not even there. It's like it's like the guy never existed, and that's that's just that's just terrible. Is that? I mean, do you think that's fair? That they're uh, you know that uh, WWE separating separating themselves from him? No, I don't really think it's fair because I I think you know I mean what he did you know whether he was in his right frame of mind or not and <clears throat> it really sounds like he wasn't in his right frame of mind. He did do a very terrible thing, you know, to his wife and his son, but. I felt like they totally reacted to it like they, they when more news started coming out, it's almost like they were like he was a he was a psychopath, he was crazy, and we don't want to be associated with him when if they had kind of investigated further and saw that you know he was he was a sick person, you know he was very sick, mentally sick, physically sick, and you know I'm not no way I'm going to totally like condone what he did, you know, or, you know, or, or support what, I mean, it was, it was horrible, but have a little understanding. I mean, he, he was hurting physically and mentally. The guy was hurting and to, to just act like the guy never existed. I mean, that's, you know, that's, it's terrible. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Um, so let me move on to one more wrestler here, at least from my side. I mean, we have a, we have plenty of time, but, um, one that, you know, it didn't really shock the world, but, you know, again, one of the greatest of all time, the Macho Man, um, who mm-hmm. died having a heart attack behind the wheel of his car. Uh, luckily, you know, his wife wasn't injured, his girlfriend, whatever, at the time. Um, but he apparently died of heart disease. Now, he was 59 years old. And I don't know if you could tell if not. I mean, he was so juiced, you couldn't tell what age he was, right? Yeah, I mean, I remember them showing when when the announcement came out, you know, and I was very sad to hear it. But when they showed like they showed like a recent picture of him, except for the fact that he had white hair and a white beard. I mean, the guy was jacked, like 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 he was at his prime. It was it was crazy. So that's why, you know, when you were bringing him up, I was like, wait a minute. Like, was he in his 40s? Like, I I just I honestly could never tell how well he was ageless. (laughs) I don't know if he's. Died too young or not, but the way he died, I think, you know, he had so much tragedy in his life, too. I mean, to live on with, you know, what happened between him and Elizabeth. Now, we don't know the whole story, obviously, but her dying the way she did probably had to weigh on him pretty pretty well. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, he was I mean, he was another one. He was he was a great wrestler. It was it was a shock to hear that he had passed because, again, I think he was still, you know, here and there, he was still competing. He was still, you know, trying to have a career. You would see more and more of him making cameos in movies and, and TV. So, you know, he was an active guy. And, and it was just, you know, like you said, he had the heart attack behind the wheel. You know, unfortunately, he passed away. But thankfully, there were no other injuries. It was, it was just a, a, such a shock. It was a shock. I will say, you know, obviously, Macho Man is probably one of the greatest of all time. Uh, and there's so many great memories of Macho Man. It is a shame that, you know, he passed away. I know he was <clears throat> beloved by a lot of people. Obviously, you know, we still, you know, the woo, not the woo, the, oh, uh, what's he say? I forgot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you get that at baseball games, football games, all the time. Uh, so he lives on with mo- with uh, with the wrestling world. Um, I'll give you some ranker stuff for you real fast. Got um, it. Number three best WCW wrestler of all time. Uh, that might be a little high considering some people in WCW, but okay. Number okay. number two W uh, number number two greatest pro wrestler of all time. Wow, that's yeah. I I, I will agree with that. Okay, yeah. and then this is the best one, and this okay. kind of fits in with our into the nerd zone. Uh, <laughs> okay, he's twenty third best Marvel movie actor ever. Bone saw. Oh, that that was that was just classic in Spider Man. Absolutely, I think they just told him, uh, "We're going to call you Bone Saw, but just play yourself." That's you right. know, because that's pretty much what he did. Oh my gosh! So, uh, so, is there another one that you want to mention, Jay? I mean, there was there was there was another one. Um, you know, he might not be as well known as as some of the other wrestlers out there, but uh, Brian Pillman, like he was known as Flying Brian Pillman. Yeah. 
he died at the age of 35. Um, it, they said it was like a congenital heart condition, but they think that it was sort of spurred on by painkiller abuse because, uh, like I said, early on in WCW, he was known as Flying Brian Pillman. He was leaping off the top rope and doing crazy stuff, and then he had some injuries, so he wasn't flying as much as he used to, but... He he, he kind of rebranded himself and he became like the wild card. I think that's what he called himself, like the wild card Brian Pillman. Um, you know, he kind of played like an unhinged guy, uh, you know, a little crazy. But they said that he had a horrible addiction to pain meds because he was just from his injuries. He was just in constant pain. And given the fact that he had a congenital heart issue, you know, it was again, it was just all of a sudden. You know, he was making a name for himself in, in the WWE and, you know, age of 35, uh, passes away. Yeah, he was – did you mention I, – I, I was listening, but I didn't hear. Uh, he was tag team partners with stunning Steve Austin. That's right, he was. They were the Hollywood Blondes in WCW. And then when he came to the WWE, they had that infamous sort of vignette where he was, like, talking trash about him, like, saying that he, he – like he used to carry him and, you know, Austin really isn't that great of a wrestler. And then they had a thing like a cutaway scene or a vignette where Austin was going to go to his house. Like Pillman was like, you know, telling him, yeah, I'm saying this stuff about you. If you got a problem, you know where I live. Come and get me. Uh, Austin went to the house and, you know, Pillman pulled a gun on him. And, you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, like they knew what was going to happen, but, you know, they realized after they aired it, they were like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have done that. And they they kind of scrubbed it from the broadcast going forward. But, you know, he was he was part of that. Like, like I said, he was he was that wild card. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, I remember him uh, again. He was in that kind of the heart of the WCW when we were watching that at college. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I it's a shame that he's gone. I mean, obviously, a lot of everybody, all these a shame that that they died. But uh I you know he's one of the not the first ones I remember but kind of like the one I was kind of shocked about. Um, he here's here's some rankings for him. There's three of them. He is the 38th best WCW wrestler of all time. Okay. Seventy. He's ranked 72 on the best WWE heels ever. Okay. And then 53 on the best WWE superstar of the 90s. Hmm. Again, I think he was another one of those guys that was totally underappreciated, you know, underrated, undervalued. Um, and that's probably why the, the rankings are kind of where they are. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's a shame. So there's a, a lot of wrestlers that are out there, Jay, that have passed too early. And it's hard to go through them all. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. So we'll definitely go through it again. Um, I think we kind of I kind of glossed over the, uh, the Von Erics where they had three of their kids die uh, – Tragically, um, yeah. the the Hart, fa- Hart family with Davy Boy Smith and, and Owen Hart, and I don't know if there's another one. Jim the Anvil Hart just died, didn't he? Yes, he did uh, about a month or so ago, I believe. Yeah, but he wasn't. I mean, it's a shame. I mean, he it was he wasn't yeah. young though. No, it, he wasn't young. No, no, but still, it was it was sad to hear because he was he was memorable. Yeah, and then one of the wrestlers that I just want to throw in there really fast that I I loved. Uh, not many people remember him though. Was Eddie Gilbert? Oh, hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert. Hot yeah, stuff, Eddie Gilbert. Yeah, definitely not a well-known guy. But uh, how old was he when he passed away? Thirty-four years old. Wow. Wow. So and, and, yeah, exactly. He died of uh, painkillers again. So we're seeing a real big, uh, you know, theme here with with these wrestlers dying. And um, I, you know, I don't know. If, unlike football. And baseball, you know, where it's kind of, there is some, there's some, uh, you know, they're being uh, reviewed and uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Jay? Monitored, right? Monitored, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're starting to monitor, yeah. Where we don't see, I don't think we see that as much in this wrestling. It's, I know it's a sport entertainment, but are we, I mean, are we really regulating what's going on here or not? I guess you can't control what people take in their houses, but um, it just seems like we're losing a lot of wrestlers because of these things and maybe because they're working too hard or they really are. I mean, that's stressful on their body, what they go through, even though the, the storylines are fake. Um, you know, it's, 
it's something that should be really starting to take into consideration here. I mean, yeah, I mean, we know <clears throat> it, it's scripted. The outcomes are predetermined. But when you see, you know, a guy like Jeff Hardy climb a 25 foot ladder and leap off of it out of the ring and land on a guy on a table, you, you, you can't tell me that that's fake and it's it's a stunt and this and that and they're getting up and walking away scot free. I mean, these these guys are getting hurt. They're putting the bo- their bodies on the line, you know, almost night in and night out because, you know, the WWE, you know, when they're not on TV, they're running house shows. I mean, some of these guys are wrestling almost 365 days a year, just about. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, it's 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 <clears throat> it's really bad. Um, I just want to throw one more thing in there: is China. Yeah, uh, yeah. She when she she was 45 when she passed. Um, there's a lot of stories with her. The one interesting thing about her, she lives in the same town that my brother-in-law lives in. That's where she died. I just thought that was interesting. But um, again, probably one of um, I, I most memorable wrestlers of all time is China, right? Yeah, I mean, because we really never saw anything like her. Um, I mean, she was physically intimidating. Um, you know... They, they were saying, like, she should play She-Hulk or Wonder Woman or something because of her physique. I mean, we just... And, and she actually... I think she won the Intercontinental title at one point, you know? Yeah. Forget, forget the women's title. Like, she won she won a quote-unquote men's title, you know? So, there you go. There you go. So, yeah, we talked a lot of uh, positive stuff today, Jay. <laughs> I know. It was a very cheerful, cheerful one, but... You know, I mean, it's it's well, like you said. I think it's it's a sad reality of of the business. Of you know, while you do hear some like living legends, like I said, you know, Dirty Dick Slater. I think he was in his seventies passing away. You know, for guys like that, you get your you know Brian Pillman passing away in his thirties, and uh, I think another one too. I think. Uh, you know, a guy we've talked about a lot, Crash Holly. I think he was barely 30 when he passed away, Crash yeah. Holly. You know, so it, it, it's just, it's really unfortunate. Yeah, these, uh, it's die too young, um, you know, unfortunately, some of their own hands, but really how much control do some of them really have? Yeah. And, uh, so, all right, well, well uh, you know, Jay, where can we yes, be, where can we be found? Sure, well, you know, we're right here on Anchor. We got the call-in feature, so call in, let us know what you thought of the episode. Of course, you can find us on iTunes, where you can rate and review us. Five-star reviews are much appreciated. Uh, Enter the Nerd Zone is on Instagram, so I'll definitely put up some pictures related to today's episode. And, um, and Facebook. <laughs> and Facebook, too. Yep. So, yep. Yep, I do the Instagram, Pete does the Facebook, so find us on either one. Uh, let us know some of your, you know, memories. Like, who, who are some wrestlers that you fondly remember that passed away way too soon? Um, what else? Well, you can find <laughs> us on brothersinarmchairs.com. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's not forget that. Where you can find yep. all of our podcasts, Nerd and Me, Enter the Nerd Zone, uh, Stuff You Don't Need to, Need to Know, Fat Guys, and Defender of the Realm. Um yep. So we can, you can find us all there. Uh, what else can you do? You can check out. Um, go, uh, so just a couple of quick shout outs, Jay. Uh, go for it. Obviously, first, uh, Main, Main Street Comics in Milltown, New Jersey, where Absolutely. Jay and his family keep them afloat with all, <laughs> with all their uh, buying of comics, um, yep. as well as the one that's up by his daughter's college. I don't know the name of it, but I'm sure it's wonderful as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. My brother's my brother-in-law's bar in California. If you're there, the Lag Bar, uh, you can find both of those on Instagram. By the way, just type in at in their name, uh, at Mainstream Comics and at the Lag Bar. And a friend of ours now, um, also okay. who gives us some shout-outs. Um, it's I'm going to get the right name here as I uh, as I tell it to you because I don't want to be be wrong. They're they're friends of ours on Instagram. And I'm working on it because I thought I had it, but it didn't pop it up right. No uh, problem. No problem. Uh, it is, sorry, Geek Unite Cafe. Uh, they're basically out of out of uh, southern, uh, western Pennsylvania, Ohio area, and they really uh, they they focus on um, getting kids together and people together to play 
the board games, like the D&D and the, oh, the Magic cool. and stuff like that. So uh, check them out on Instagram as well because they, you know, they're doing a really good thing, trying to get kids off the street and become geeks. So nothing wrong with that. <laughs> they're doing the good work. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. That's great to hear. That's great to see that they're doing that. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you're following us. Follow them. And, uh, you know, we're going to be back soon with some some other great things. Uh, we'll be talking some probably funny, uh, comparing some actors and actresses, uh, everything that we can think of. And the holiday season's coming on. So we're definitely talking Christmas movies at some point in time, let's hope. And uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, our, yeah. Our favorite Christmas movies. And, Jay, it, we're coming close to our anniversary, right? We started in December or January. I think we started in December. I'll have to check. But, yeah, we are coming pretty close to our one-year anniversary. One-year anniversary. So. And we're going to have a really big special. We're just going to talk about something. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It won't be It won't be bad celebrity impressions. It will be the actual celebrities themselves. Yeah, we, right. have, we have definitely <laughs> uh, grown with our – with our impressions, so to speak. I mean, oh, I think so. We've gained yeah. some famous people that come listen to us. So, like, uh, you know, Norton. Uh, <laughs> you know who else? Adam West. God rest his soul. He is the greatest. Bat- I had soul. a com- you know just real fast. I had a conversation with, with one of my buddies, uh, four of my buddies actually, and they disagree with me that Bat that Adam West is the best Batman of all time. Okay, so. Who do they say, and like what generation are Michael, they? Michael, Michael, they're all our age, but they're saying okay. Michael Keaton's the best Batman of all time. Uh, I mean, I can kind of see why they would say that, I guess. Um, and we've talked about, you know, who we thought some of the best Batman were, and he's a good one, no doubt about it. But you got to go with, you know, your first, your first love, so to speak. And I mean, Adam West. You know, he, he might not be physically intimidating and, and this, but he, he, to me, he is Batman. That's why you and I do a podcast and they do not because they have no idea what they're talking <laughs> about. Because we're right and they're wrong. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so anyway, so just check us out, brothersinarmchairs.com, Marty yep. McFly, because I didn't mention it the whole time. I know. <laughs> I, I was You thought I was going to get and that show without it, uh, but no, I'm not going to do yes. that. No, you got to do it. You have anything else that you want to uh, say, Jay? No, I think we're good to go. I think there's only one thing left to say. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Batman, sue us. I need the money.